0: Let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts. So let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you. So you can hear it on like, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts pretty amazing and you literally have to do nothing the other thing is you can make money from your podcast there's no like minimum listenership required so that's kind of cool um but yeah seriously if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one i would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place um so yeah go ahead download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started what are you waiting for hello and welcome i'm victoria i'm serena and together we're from noir this show is all
1: about women specifically no
0: we are going to review and analyze movies that are written by directed by or starring women and we cannot wait for you to join us tune in and listen wherever you listen to podcasts or join us on youtube
1: In this episode, we are going to be talking about the 2019 film, Booksmart, uh, directed by Olivia Wilde. The film follows academic overachievers Amy and Molly, played by Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Daver. On the eve of their graduation, the best friends suddenly realize they may have missed out on special moments in their teenage years. Determined to make up for their lost time, they decide to cram four years of not-to-be-missed fun into one night. (laughs) Um, This film, starting just with first impressions and trailers, so as always, we're going to start with first impressions and trailers, talking about um, our thoughts going into the movie, then kind of break down the movie um, and look at little parts individually. Um, Later, we are going to be um, looking at nine uh, film production positions and seeing how inclusive of women they were. Um, after that, oh, we always play, FMF, yeah, we play F M F. Yeah, F M F. the course, of this movie. We'll probably do that before Big 9 have it We'll
0: probably do that before the nine, the big nine.
1: Yes. Um, and the actors are not underage, even though this is a movie about high schoolers. They're so it's absolutely fine. not underage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, <laughs> there's
0: no way they look. They don't even look like high schoolers. One of the kids, <laughs> the yeah, one with true, the long actually. hair, he's in like, what was it? He was in like a TurboTax commercial like three years ago.
1: He's in some other stuff. I actually like him. He was in a couple movies that I liked. Yeah,
0: the Um, the hot kid, the one that they're like in love with, the one that uh, uh, Molly's in love with. He's in the show called like Everything's Gonna Be Alright, which is really cool. Um, But yeah, I think those are the only two things I've seen him in. But I immediately recognized the kid with the long hair. I was like, who's from that TurboTax commercial?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's in a couple things. Yeah, cause yeah, he's older. Um and he'll probably be in
0: there. <laughs> I like they tried to play and it then... off in the movie with the fact that like they're like he's older and they're like, well, technically he's eighteen.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let me finish the introduction. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so we'll be doing that. Then after um, we'll be giving our scores, um rating the movie on a one to ten scale, ten being the best movie ever, five being watchable, not the best movie we've ever seen, and then one being don't even bother. Then uh, we'll be giving recommendations um, if you like this movie, similar movies, and movies by the director. So now we can talk about first impressions. So, first impressions, you knew those guys already. <laughs> I knew them already. Um,
0: yes. I had seen, like, I saw the trailers for it, and the trailers, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a great movie. Like, I'm totally down to watch this movie I was like it looks funny I knew Molly was funny because she'd been in like Lady Bird previously and a couple of other things like small time roles or she was in um the 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 Hulu Fox adaptation of Taika's What We Do in the Shadows mm. and she's funny so I was like okay that's cool um, and the only thing from the trailer that made me think, like, oh, okay, obviously this is, like, a white movie, though, was because she made the joke when she's getting arrested. She's like, I got shotgun. She's like, I'm just kidding. I don't have a gun. <laughs> and I was like, it's funny, but God, also, like, yeah. only you would be able to get away with that joke. Oh, my God. I
1: not remember that.
0: <laughs> but that was the only I thing. Thought- and, yeah, I, like, I liked the movie. I still like the movie. I think it's great to play when you have, like, a bunch of people over and you're like, what should we watch? Just, like, have in the background i thought it was funny i like the themes and overarching like commentary i want to say maybe we'll get
1: into it though i typically have like a no trailers rule so like when i really want to watch a movie or like just in general if i'm like "Mm, maybe i should watch this movie i won't look at the trailer first i like to just go in with no impressions Mm -hmm. And here is why, because I watched the trailer for this, I think, because this was before p- the pandemic, so I think I saw the trailer in the theaters, and I went home, and I was like, this movie seems so good, I love coming-of-age movies, and it was, you know, about two girls in high school, and the director was a girl, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be such funny, this movie is such an awesome movie, da-da-da, and I got so hyped for it, and I was let down. I did not like this movie, honestly. Really? First, I don't think I've seen... I might have seen it twice, but honestly, it was too many times. The first time I watched it in the theaters, I was so pumped and so excited. It was just not the movie I thought it was going to be. And Mm -hmm. and that's what trailers do. Trailers sell the movie to get you in to buy a ticket. And then it just it wasn't the kind of movie I thought it was going to be. It was like.
0: Yeah, I want to know, like, what were you thinking the movie was going to be like?
1: I guess I kind of thought it was going to be, like, a ladybird, but maybe with, like, more jokes. I think I thought it was going to be uh, a lot yeah, it's less more goofy. Like a,
0: yeah, like, I had it been told really... that it was, like, a female uh-huh. super bad before I watched it.
1: Okay, that would have been good to know, because then <laughs> I would have never watched it. <laughs> I would not have seen this movie if someone had told me that, because that's true. Which, is, like, a, like, I actually have humor, never seen super bad. Fine. I've seen parts of it, and I don't want the whole Yeah, I've seen parts see of it, the whole didn't thing. care about it. <laughs> I was told it's, like,
0: a female super bad, and then I was like, okay, interesting. Like, so it's, like, a buddy comedy movie, so when I watched it, I was expecting more of the, like, friendship buddy, like, road trip type thing, like, wild night kind of a thing, which 100% I got from this movie, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it was a lot more jokes and substance, and it wasn't my type of humor. That's what just completely... (laughs) You know, that's what ripped the rug out from under me because I was just like, I cannot laugh at this movie. And other people oh, were so laughing funny. and I was like, this is not funny <laughs> to me. It was not my humor, even a little bit. And so that's why that's a perfect way to describe it. Super bad, not that I like to compare things and be like, oh, this is a girl version of this, but that would have been a way better job. Um, that would have done a way better job explaining yeah. what the movie is. Um, compared to what the trailer did, Basically. because but I guess that's what the trailer's for. But yeah, yeah, like I was not into it. The idea of it was
0: that it's female super bad with less of the like sex and more of the female friendship. And I was like, that makes sense, <laughs> <laughs> like less like dumb sex jokes about like fucking women, I guess, and <laughs> like trying to get, women. yeah,
1: I mean, but it, it was still in there. I mean, I don't know, but it they had me in the like, I don't want to use that joke with me in the first half, but, like, in the first act, <laughs> in the first act, I like the premise. So they set it up where they're talking about, like, you know, they're kind of, like, nerds, I guess. Like, they try really hard at school. Mm-hmm. Like, they, Beanie Feldstein's character is, like, kind of, a she's, like, trying to be a girl boss. And she's like, yeah, I get shamed into that. Yeah,
0: girl bossing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they find out that, like, all the, like, the, you know, popular girls and, like, the douchey guys, yeah, they are all going to, like, the same school that she is. They're going to Yale, Columbia, like, really good school. And then that's when she's like, oh my god, like, I could have just been goofing off and doing nothing, and I still could have gone to a cool school. I thought that was such a good premise, and it has so much potential, and literally the entire movie does not match. Well, I think it was more the fact
0: that, like... It wasn't necessarily that she didn't have to do anything, but she had spent all of her time not hanging out with people and like, having fun and spending all of her thoughts going to like I'm going to get into this school, I'm going to get into this school that she just like felt superior to everyone else for like being more about schools and like the future and then realized that all of these kids are just as smart as she is and can still have fun at the same at the same time. And so then she was no, like, exactly. "Wait, what the heck?" <laughs>
1: No, exactly, and honestly, that was something I totally got on because I, I was that. like, I felt like that too. Like I was such a nerd in high school, and like I thought, like you got to hit the books if you want to make something of yourself. This, mm-hmm. that, whatever. Come to find out, like kids that were going to parties and doing this and drinking and doing drugs and shit when we were like fifteen got into like fucking yeah like like, they were still smart they still had substance they're more
0: than like the stereotype that we pushed on them because we assumed that they were pushing stereotypes on us kind of a thing which i i loved that dynamic of the movie like every character gets to have like a moment of like depth where you kind of like reveal the the like the tear down the veil of like the mm-hmm. stereotype, and you get to actually, like, see the character for who they are. And I kind of like mm-hmm. it because the two main characters are, like, you don't necessarily like them. And I really appreciate that because <laughs> I, I am tired of movies where you're supposed to like the main character and, like, agree with everything that they do. So I was really mm-hmm. glad that in this movie you had two main characters and they immediately point out, like, what their flaw is. Is that they think they're better than everyone else. And so throughout the movie, they're constantly getting that broken down. Like, over and over and over again. Within how they interact with other people. But then towards the end, you see how it's actually been intertwined with how they've been reacting with each other this whole time. And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was such a great dynamic. And it followed through like the whole movie. And I thought it was awesome.
1: Um... You mean, like, at the end when they have that fight?
0: Yeah, they have the fight, and you realize, like, yes, they're friends, and yes, they have, like, all this stuff, but each one of them is trying to do a thing, and neither one of them are, like, listening to each other, which is essentially what's been happening throughout the entire school year and their entire friendship forever. It just hasn't Mm -hmm. gotten to a point where it's been, like, as conflicting as it is at this moment in time.
1: It just kind of sucks because that moment... And the beginning connect, and nothing else does. It bothered me a lot how disjointed the the whole journey felt. Um, because right away, it's like they, you know, they come to that conclusion, like, oh shit, like we should party and we should do this because, like, it would be good for us, you know. And there's like that big party, whatever, and they're mm-hmm. trying to find it. The whole movie is about them trying to find this party. Yeah, um, before they, get they graduate. There. <laughs> but the whole movie like uh, they don't make any progress which is like it bothered me so much watching it because like the first thing they do okay they're like we need to go to this party so they they set off to the, go to that guy's boat right because they think the party yeah they on the go
0: boat. to his boat they learn about those two and how weird they are i think yeah it's disjointed in like the sense of like the plot doesn't necessarily make sense but i see it as more of the like plot device where it's like there wasn't going to be anything to help them, like, like they didn't necessarily go out and do something, things just kept happening to them, that, and that's what progressed the plot, which, in my opinion, is a little bit more boring than the main character actively doing something.
1: <laughs> well, but they still did, that's what's upsetting to me. So they decide, oh, we're going to go to the boat, right? Yeah. They spent however long on this boat, 10-20 minutes on this boat, da-da-da, they come off the boat, they're like well dang that was crazy and we still don't know where the party is being on the boat did not help at all and that i just I hit my microphone that bothered me so really? much because i was like because here's the thing i wasn't laughing that whole time and people were loving like goofing off with the characters and they're loving the banter and they're loving the interactions mm-hmm. i was not feeling it at all i was like this is so, like th- it didn't offer them anything you and I not think it like, offered
0: them anything because i thought it, it was- didn't I think didn't. it offered them stuff. I don't think it offered them any solace in like the plot, but I think it offered exactly. them character growth. Like their characters <laughs> no! had to go there that night to interact with those two because throughout the night they continue to interact with those two, which ends up kind of it. breaking down their like ideas of like, "Oh, we have always thought that she was just some like crazy whatever," and like interacting with their those two's friendship. And, like, their whole deal is supposed to be, like, the reflection of, like, the healthy version of what Molly and Amy are. Where it's, like, completely non-judgmental. But they wouldn't have known that had they not experienced these other two. They're like, that's so weird. How are they even friends? And then they're asking him questions about, like, okay, well, what do you like about her? And he's like, I can tell you all of these things. I also really, like, love her and whatever. But, like, I'm not dating her. She's great and then she kind of says the same thing i think later at the at the theater party that they end up at
1: here's the thing the way that you're talking about it it makes it sound like this is a profound ladybird ass movie it's legitimately not not. you're gonna watch that yacht scene people are gonna watch that yacht scene and be like where like literally everything you're talking about is so like you're digging and it's like when i I immediately
0: thought that
1: when i was sitting in the theater i was like where is anything like cuz i just was really? it, it didn't attract me yeah i do, i was not wow. falling into that so interesting. yeah if it w- i and honestly that's just because of everything that i just said like my first impression yeah, you just, like, was that, that it was going to be a completely different kind of movie yeah and so i was totally just caught off guard and i was like just like incredulous <laughs> the whole time i was like what is this fucking movie and i and honestly i wouldn't watch it again because i'm just like i don't Want to see, I don't know, it it just wasn't attractive to me, and so that's just one of the reasons why I'm like maybe if it was more in touch with 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 having that as the end game, like which I think they did, but they
0: more of an end game.
1: Like the stuff you said, you're like, oh, that was so important for the character growth, da da da. It doesn't seem like they were interested in character growth. They were making a fun movie, you know? No, I thought it was completely that was fun for the relatable. character
0: growth. Really, it was like to it was me, like the it, entire thing of the movie. I left the movie and I was like, oh my god, I fucking love these characters. <laughs>
1: dude i was not i'm okay it's good that you felt that i f- did not feel that an ounce i no. was like i everything felt really shallow to me and i was like if they had made that the focus maybe it would have given me more of an impression but i was like there was that whole scene with the dolls bro don't even get me started i was like <laughs> uh, i was like i regret coming like literally when i was sitting cool. there i was just like this is not funny to me and i, no, I was so upset yeah be- <laughs> okay well it's good that you do because um it would be horrible if we were both just, like, saying negative shit about it. So I feel like I've said my piece now, so, like, now you should say, like, positive stuff that, like, counteracts what I said. I said positive
0: stuff that counteracted what you just said.
1: Okay, so you're good? Yeah,
0: on that part. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, one thing I will say that I did like about the movie is that I feel like it was a really accurate representation of high school girls. Yeah, I feel it was like the most accurate movies, representation of high school that I've yeah. ever seen. Even though they're not high schoolers, <laughs> like I think Beanie was like 25 or something when this movie was shot. Right? Yeah. I, like the outfits and stuff and the behaviors and the mannerisms yeah. were like really accurate, I think. It was really like, <laughs> it wasn't boisterous and it wasn't Hollywood. They were really yeah, it like, was they really were just fun. normal. Yeah. No,
0: I really like, like the way that they did like... Yeah, the, the like character m- design. Mechanic outfits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that. It was so dorky and perfect.
0: Or like how they greet was, like, each they other. And they're like, Oh my gosh, somebody called a fire ambulance, because I wasn't expecting you to look this good. Like that was so funny. I was like, I do that with my friends.
1: <laughs> oh my god, wait, the scene where they're dancing, the scene when they see each other and they just yeah, start dancing was, like, and then they're like, that. Should we stop? And they keep doing that? Yeah, that was like perfect. I, I was like, That's such it. an it accurate depiction. Dynamic. Yeah that's that's great. actually how best friends act
0: yeah, yeah that, really that is. ending
1: when like the ending when she's going to on the airplane and then they're like crying <laughs> and then they're like wait do you want to get pancakes first and then they just yeah. end up and that's how the movie ends i'm like that's perfect that is actually like, how it is this. that's real is
0: wonderful <laughs> Give <me> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so i guess in contrast to you i did watch the movie as it was like a character growth thing instead of a like a what are they trying to accomplish kind of a thing. Um and so I guess I I was really paying attention to like all of their interactions and like who they were interacting with and like what they each got out of it and like each scene. Um because I've only seen the movie twice and the second time I watched it was with a bunch of friends and we were totally drunk. <laughs> and the first oh, time I watched it was in right. theaters. Um and so i always remember um like i kind of said it a little bit earlier with how like they they meet the the two weirdos that and i guess it's because they're technically in the school the only two like groups that are like the odd ones out there's crazy girl and dude from santa clarita diet because i that's the only other thing I've seen him in. <laughs> oh, and also, fun fact, that girl is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Who? The The one that's, like, weird and all, like, dramatic and theatrical.
1: What? Yeah. Oh, my God, I have to look it up.
0: <laughs> but I... Because it, it, it was them, and then it was Molly and Amy, and so... Anytime that, like, like, they all just assumed he was, like, in love with Molly and that he was, like, weird and, like, he is in love with her. But, like, they were, like, what's their relationship together? And it was, like, so confusing. Uh, But those were, like, the two odd groups out. And so, in a way, they, like, parallel each other right from the beginning. And I just thought it was really fun because they kind of keep, like, uh... I want to. They kind of keep like bumping into each other throughout the whole thing. Like, he convinces them to go to their yacht. They show up to the yacht not knowing that no one else is there. And then they're like, wait, are you kidding me? Like, you tricked us into coming here. Um, They stay for a little bit and they kind of learn a little bit about each other in this like moment because again molly and amy have the superiority conflict so they haven't actually talked to any of their classmates or bothered to get to know any of them and so this is kind of the first time in the movie they actually bother to actually step past the like surface level conversations like you know in the hallways in the bathroom whatever um and they actually get to know a little bit about each other <laughs> and then um so i thought that was like a really cool first start um and then I just like that they kind of keep bumping into them because then they be- they meet them at the, the like what's the the, the theater party that they go to, <laughs> which I don't even remember why they end up going there. <laughs>
1: Do you see? Remember? I don't remember either. Yeah, I don't know.
0: So all I remember is I think... like they were like, oh, we're trying to go to this party. Oh, I think it was like they knew someone at that party that would know the address or whatever. And I thought it was what? actually a pretty funny plot point that the reason they couldn't find the party was because they had no friends, <laughs> except for each other, what? Yeah. <laughs> which is what? like their own fault. <laughs>
1: um, they end up in the teacher's car at some point. What was that? Didn't oh, it, they called
0: you... an Uber, and the teacher happened to be the Uber driver.
1: So it them finding the second party had nothing to do with that because I think that happened after the first party after the yacht.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. It had nothing to do with that.
1: Okay. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> They get to the second party. It's either because someone has the address or, like, something. I forget. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> because someone has the address. <laughs> oh my god! It's not really important that they got to the yeah, party. <laughs> How they got to the party? It's more the fact yeah. that at the party they learn more about other people.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so they, uh, what Amy has her trip it her trip with a, uh, with Molly from the drugs that they took that happened to be in uh the crazy girls like mint box that they thought were (laughs) stupid so yeah the dolls part yeah i I thought it was so funny
1: i don't know why just it (laughs) I don't know the humor I guess was just it's just not my style and the whole the whole like literally the whole movie it, it's a comedy I, I would say it's more a comedy than anything yeah it's definitely not a even comedy. like a coming of, yeah like that like was, comedy is like the yeah. first genre I feel like yeah yeah um and yeah I just was not into it honestly I'm not really into comedies which is why it's like like and I don't I don't mean that I don't like jokes but like movies that are comedy air quotes genre yeah I'm not really into them yeah, yeah so yeah it was just kind of a bummer but i think it's good for people that do like comedies and they don't want to watch dudes and they don't want to hear yeah, misogynistic it's so jokes because it's like yeah and it Which was is, like yeah
0: i guess why this movie is also amazing <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it was like you know there's jokes but they're not at someone's expense and especially they're not like sexist or anything, yeah like so. how
0: many times do we have to sit there and listen to dudes joke about their version of masturbation
1: uh, like, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, we should also have that as women because that's a thing <laughs> that we do as well, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, there's under this. It's kind of very. It's very like broad city esque. I want to say, um, but mm-hmm. the doll scene. I thought it was so funny how they kept saying like, "Oh wow, so this is what it's like to have like the perfect body." Like they kept making jokes referring to the the Barbies as being like the the beauty standards. <laughs> and it was, and they're like, wait, can we just stay here just a little bit longer? Which in my... <laughs> I thought it was so funny. It was kind of like this odd, like, feminist take on beauty standards and how we also, we like to hate them, but then because we're, like, women, we are conditioned to, like, want to be that way as well. And so, like, it was just really funny because both Molly and Amy are supposed to be the, like, hyper-feminist, like, you know, like like in your face like radical feminist and then they get the perfect bodies in this trip and then they're like dang this is kind of nice actually <laughs> and so it's just really funny because it I don't know I thought it was really ironic cool to address that yeah and like ironic in the sense of like their characters and what is happening <laughs> and I guess their values and stuff too because I I want to say it comes up later at the party. Like when they actually get there. And um, one of them, I think it's Amy, wants to leave because she just had that horrible experience in the bathroom and completely embarrassed herself. And then uh, Molly's like, Oh, well, I'm having a great time. Like, why do you want to leave? I'm experiencing, like, the popular kids and what that's like. And I kind of like being here, kind of a thing. And that's ultimately what causes the eruption of emotions and starts that like fight yeah um yeah i don't know yeah
1: because i guess to me um the fight scene at the end was kind of out of nowhere i guess because there was it's like i don't know typically comedy cuts tension right and so the entire time they're just like cutting it cutting it cutting it there's no tension that really built And then all of a sudden, like, not saying that they weren't valid, because I could totally see how, like, what they were saying about each other. It definitely was in line with their character. Um, But you only really see their character in, like, the first part of the movie. And then the whole time that they're looking for the party, it's kind of just, like, they're joking. And then then, it doesn't really come back to, like, being about them until they have the fight. And it's, like, it's kind of out of nowhere. Which it doesn't necessarily have to be you know, something that they built up towards, I I was just taken off guard. And I was like, okay, now they're fighting. Like, literally went from being funny, and then now they're fucking fighting, and like, really? whatever. Which, it could have been, in uh, what is it, intended, but, yeah, that was out of nowhere to me. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, because the tension was, like, it gets cut, but I feel like
0: it gets bigger every time they, like, try to like stave it off because there's the beginning when she's like we should go to the party and they're like okay we'll go to the party and Amy's kind of agreeing Molly's kind of forcing her to do it and then later she's like I call Malala like I'm not you're going to this party because the other one just wants to go home she's like this is stupid I want to go home <laughs> and she's like no I'm calling this thing you have to come let's do this <laughs> and so she's like okay fine because I like set this boundary with us as friends that I would do it I'm gonna do it and she didn't want to go from that point and then she keeps having to go and then she has the bad experience she can't find her friend anywhere she witnesses her crush (laughs) essentially making out with her best friend's crush and she's like this is gonna crush her so let me go and like let's just get out of here this sucks and meanwhile this girl's just living the best life ever. And she's like, seriously, like, I just wanna go home which kinda like also erupts there. So I don't know. I felt like it they didn't do a bad job of it. I think that it built pretty well.
1: Well then here's where now I'm gonna make this first little reference to another movie that we are um gonna do hopefully soon. Plan B did it really well. I think that the, the tension between them it wasn't building up the whole time like they were great friends in that movie um but then in there's that scene where um one of them gets the car stolen
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they're pissed at each other and I think that that made a lot of sense and she kind of goes off like one of them kind of goes off and then they're upset and the whole thing and I think that made a lot more sense to me at least but I guess that one is less of a comedy that one's more of like yeah that a one's definitely is more comedy. Serious. So then, yeah, that one, it made sense to me. But in this one, I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> I mean, it was great. I think that, the, honestly, those are like my favorite moments. It was like the beginning when it was like getting set up and I was like, oh my God, there's so much potential. And then like at the end,
0: mm. those were like, great.
1: Everything else in the middle, I was like, I don't know. They could have literally just skipped to going to the party and then having the fight and da da da. And that would have been interesting. But I'm but they wouldn't comedy, have had so. any growth if yeah. they didn't do
0: everything else. <laughs>
1: I just feel like they didn't. That's the thing. I feel like they're the same. But they they were did. different after they fought. I feel like the fight was important. The fight would have been a good midpoint, but I don't um, know. That's just my opinion. Be... Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Um But I think the other part that I really liked, uh the scene that I think about often when I think about this movie is The scene, after the fight, the cops are coming, they all have to kind of scatter. They're obviously separated and they're not going home together. Um, And you get to see Molly basically be by herself for a little bit and have to ask this girl that she's been, like, judging um, this entire time for help. (laughs) Who also happens to be the only other person from their school that's going to be going to the same school. Um... And so she she doesn't necessarily ask for help. The other girl is like, hey, I can give you a ride. And she accepts it because she literally has no other options. They get in the car and the other girl talks about, yeah, well, I think it's just super interesting that you've been such a hypocrite this entire time. And she's like, basically like, what do you mean? And she's like... You see me just the same as everyone else sees me at this school for, like, having sex and liking to have sex. Like, where else am I going to do it? And then she says, like, what am I going to do, like, in my parents' house where so, like, my dad could walk in? She's like, no, I'm going to do it, like, in the car. She's like, and I only give people blowjobs because I like to give them blowjobs or whatever. Like, and everyone's been judging her for, like, being sexually active and for, like, like liking sex, which is like the double standard you know like men get Mm -hmm. praised for it in high school dudes like there's so many movies where dudes have had bets going on in order Mm -hmm. to like have sex with like women or like Mm -hmm. get the girl or whatever And she's like, I'm not even objectifying anyone. Like, I purely am doing this because I actually find it pleasurable and I think it's fun. And Mm -hmm. they're agreeing to it and it's consensual. So I don't understand why everyone's calling me a slut and a whore and they're giving me like shitty nicknames. And then she kind of has to like realize, Molly, that she's been (laughs) the person she doesn't want to be this entire time. And that's why. She kind of, like, realizes, like, oh, I've also been a shitty friend because I've only been in my own world this whole time, and I've only cared about, like, what I want. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see her afterwards go and get Molly, who's been, not Molly, Amy which at this moment now that they're separated gets to have a moment of independence which she hasn't really gotten to have this entire movie because she's been following Molly around and Molly's like the leader of their friend group and she doesn't really initiate anything and so she goes out and she um she does her like hey cops come and get me so that everyone else can like get away kind of a thing (laughs) that's her distraction which of course gets her in jail and then Molly being a an actual good friend this time, goes and bails her out, which the plot twist there is the fact that the, the like, robber that they knew and I think almost got a right from that was like, you guys are so stupid, like, you're trying to rob us like this? Ends up being someone that she can turn in in order to get Amy out, which is just oh funny. yeah, the pizza guy. Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just really funny. <laughs> but oh, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> but like at that moment, they've each done something on their own, which is why they've both been so scared to actually like go to school and do the Botswana like um volunteering that the other one's gonna do. And so I thought it was really cool, like, how, like, after the fight, you actually get to see them individually separate, and then see the growth from there, and then they get to come back together and reconcile after. Like, I thought that was really cool, because I feel like a lot of times what happens is they, like, they reconcile through growth, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, they'll have the fight, characters will have the fight, and then they'll, like, (laughs) they'll kind of like come back and be like okay you're right blah blah, blah. i've been doing this i've been doing this blah, blah blah and yada 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 so are we good now okay we're good that kind of a thing instead of like mm-hmm. they literally had to they were literally separated they were very much still like i'm right i'm right i've been doing this i've been doing this until their interactions with other people that they haven't really interacted with before mm-hmm. either in the school year or in the movie and then they realize oh shoot and then they reconcile, <laughs> so I thought it was mm-hmm. cool that they're they're like f- like the the main chunk of their growth happens individually instead of like together on screen like on screen where they're physically together mm. because I feel like if they'd done that, it would have been like confusing maybe <laughs> and like I probably we probably wouldn't have gotten to see it as
1: well. I guess it's unique that is a good point that you said that typically it's like they just apologize and then come back but yeah that
0: was kind of yeah like one person's think, obviously yeah. always in the right and then the other person has done the wrong kind <laughs> of a thing whereas in this moment both of them have their faults and both of them have to like figure out how to address that in order mm-hmm. to actually continue to be friends through it which and the is fact like that they literal growth people. and it's realistic yeah. growth like that's what happens in real life <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah, no, I really like this movie. I thought it was great. Like, just all those dynamics.
1: Well, I think honestly, maybe we should do Big Nine first. I'm just really excited to read it off because <laughs> there's a lot of girls working yeah. behind the scenes of this movie. So, the Big Nine film production positions that we are going to be looking at are director, writer, editor, cinematographer, art directors, composers. Sound workers, costume, and then makeup. So oh my god, it's crazy because I wrote this down right next to Atomic Wands. Oh. And I'm just like, holy fuck. <laughs> okay, so uh books director was a woman, mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde. The writers, all women. Editor, there was two, one was a woman. Nice. Um cinematographer, no, he was a man. <laughs> Rips. Rips. <laughs> Art directors, women. Nice. Um composers, no women. <laughs> music was for... anyway. <laughs> just kidding so <laughs> Stop. Stop. for sound there were seven people one was a girl so that's cool counting it costume women and makeup was women so of the nine categories only two didn't have women so wow. seven categories included women and I think Which we can amazing. both
0: say that when we watched the film, we were like, "Yeah, no, these are how women are. These are this is how girls are." And That's what I'm like. You <laughs> like that it was makes a very so good, sense. like realistic <laughs> representation of like how girls interact with each other, uh, internalized misogyny, like beauty yeah. standard. Like they really hit all of the above.
1: Yeah, they and it really hit them yeah, all. It was really inoffensive. It was like, and it wasn't like a bad looking movie. It was really yeah, nice it was really movie. nice. If it had very interesting visuals. Um... The
0: only thing I wish is that there were more girls of color. But
1: that's true because <laughs> like all the <laughs> guys we get... were like a mixture. Yeah. But then like
0: mm-hmm. like there was one white dude, in... two white, no one white dude in the whole movie. <laughs> no, that's okay, how it is. as in like the kids, I guess, because like the no, teacher was white, is. and then there was like the 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 black female teacher who is in that movie, The Incredi- Incredible Incredible uh, Jessica James or something like that which she's also really funny like she's a good comedy actress um yeah I don't know I just kind of wish and I guess that's a little bit of a reason why I like as you said plan b is like I like it a little more because it does yes. feature women of color <laughs> Yes. because again like I said I was like I knew it was gonna be a white movie when in the trailer she says that and I was like I.
1: Right. <laughs> i know and then maybe that's why too i couldn't get into it because yeah it's like you know the main character <laughs> the is lesbian but then she's white her crush is white it's like yeah it was like not funny there was like a a, a joke in the movie where like um it's like she was trying to like flirt with her crush and then she was telling the crush like um like one of them was like oh it's illegal to be gay in like this african country and then she's like Oh, so like, if you were there, would you be scared or something? And it was like supposed to be funny, and I was like, this "I don't think is, like, that was supposed to be funny." funny. <laughs> what happened? I
0: don't think that was supposed to be funny.
1: If a surely was, it was like a pause for laughter moment, and I was like, "This is like not funny." So I was just like, "I cannot relate to anybody in this movie." Um, well, no, cause she says like, come? "Yeah,
0: actually, there's it's like illegal to be gay there." and she's like so yeah that's why we like don't go there and I thought like it wasn't necessarily funny because of the content but it was funny because it's not sexy
1: (laughs) yeah because it was awkward but I was like that was just like (laughs) kind of white and I was like okay yeah (laughs) whatever I'm like whatever I can't relate to this shit but then plan B totally was amazing like that one because yeah the main characters were yeah I can't wait to talk about that one (laughs) yes yeah
0: so, so
1: yeah. F. okay so i have some guys pulled up
0: <laughs> can we do i'm gonna be honest i thought the dudes are cute in this one
1: <laughs> I did okay so do you have a preference for what dudes uh... i pulled up the the yacht guy <laughs> um his name was eric right what was his yeah name? his name's eric oh no nick
0: nick oh his name's eric in santa Clara to it might be
1: Oh, lol. That's funny. All guys have the same names. Okay, so I have Nick up. I have um, Theo, which is the guy that was in the commercial. <laughs> and I have some guy named. Oh, no. Who was her crush? <gasps> no, I lied. Because he's hot. Nick. No, Nick. Isn't
0: Nick the hot one?
1: Nick is hot. I pulled him up. I don't remember him. Jerry is the yacht guy. Yes. Yeah. He's yes. hot. Nick is hot. Yeah, <laughs> so we're gonna do Nick. Jared is the yacht guy, and okay. then Theo.
0: What about the... the Asian friend? Do you want to do him? <laughs> I think he's cute too. Do so
1: you like want to a... do? Huh?
0: Never mind. Go. Go ahead.
1: Well, well, do you want to do like? Well, yeah. Who do you want to do? Who you was tell the me. Asian friend?
0: What was his name? I
1: can't remember. <laughs> okay, let me let me show you what I'm. The one with like the, right the swoopy hair. So I have. I think it was this guy. Ew! No, not that. <laughs> guy that was one? a
0: theater kid nope. no that was the other theater kid is it this one yeah
1: okay so i have this guy did you want to him? <laughs> <stuff>? that guy <laughs> okay that's a no <laughs> so i have this guy this guy and then this guy is that good yeah okay
0: because i think two of them are actually cute and then one of them i don't think is cute <laughs> Okay, so that's
1: easy. So we have um Nick played by Mason Goodling, the hot one. Then we have the Yakai, Jared, played by Skylar Gizondo, and then what is the last guy's name? Nico Hiraga, who played Tanner.
0: Also hot. In my opinion. Okay, period. IMO. Okay, so you go first. <laughs> you go first.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. Uh friend zone. Jared. You know what? Friends probably. With
1: Jared? Wait, isn't Jared the hot one?
0: No, that's Nick.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'd
0: probably marry Nick and then yeah. screw uh, Tanner. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know how that okay. would be with the friend group situation, but, you know, we'd figure that out later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would probably also. I would probably also Friends zone Jared. But then I would marry Tanner and I would fuck Nick. Interesting. Yeah. Nick is so fun. He's so cute. I saw his face and I was like, Dude, I know. oh my god. And he's a Scorpio? Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god. That's what it says in the letterbox.
0: That's hysterical. Hello? It says He's 6'2".
1: Oh my god. It says it in his um, Wikipedia. <gasps> <laughs> They're oh, all I'm going to bookmark him in my, oh my God! for a little later because he is fine fine uh, okay. okay that's really okay.
0: funny because I definitely chose him based off of how his character acted in the movie
1: no way I was I like this remember.
0: dude's adorable
1: he is fine oh yes he, he was all like do you know crush, what your Harry for Potter sure. house
0: is also let's play oh beer pong and I was like yes, oh yes. <laughs> and he like show <laughs> tunes like let's go
1: yes oh my god
0: um tanner was just too dumb
1: i don't remember him either but he's cute in the picture so he is okay. really
0: cute he's just like yeah. i probably would not have a good time with him oh, okay Makes and then like i don't know he just kind of had like that he was definitely the more like jock one of the group even though he was still smart just mm-hmm. personality wise like artistically we probably wouldn't have the same interests as in, like, what to do, like, on dates or something. And then, like, oh, okay. Jared and You're I thinking. would probably have already been friends.
1: Okay, true. Yeah, I feel you like know? I would definitely be friends with him, yeah. yeah. we would be fast friends, yeah. <laughs> okay, so ratings.
0: Ratings! I <laughs> We're gonna have such different ratings for this movie, because I love this movie, <laughs> <We> and <are. laughs> I totally would watch it again. And I have watched it twice already, and I recommend it for people to watch, definitely. Um, I'd probably give it, like... Yeah, I'd probably give it, like, an 8 out of 10.
1: Nice. Yeah. Uh, when I first... Well, when I first saw this movie, I logged on Letterboxd. I think I was just so shocked by how much I didn't <laughs> like it. I gave it, like, a really bad rating. Oh, I don't no. get... If there's fans out there, they're gonna hate me. I think I gave it, like, one out of five stars. I was just like, what the fuck was that? Um, I hope you're not getting sick. Are you okay?
0: Yeah. I turned my fan on, and I'm sitting, like, directly in the, like, wind blow, like...
1: Oh, it's, like, dry? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so dry. Um... It's it's not the worst movie ever, and like you said, like I probably would put it on if we, everyone was like drunk and we were just needing background. But I would have to be drunk. I would not rewatch this. It's like the perfect non problematic
0: drunk movie.
1: <laughs> oh my god, honestly, that's it is. True. Like, it, or like it really even to get high, like some people yeah. like
0: they like to smoke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a wholesome drunk movie. Like you don't feel bad about putting it on. Because sometimes you feel bad about putting something on by like Seth Rogen, sometimes, you know?
1: Yeah. You're like, let's watch definitely. Neighbors. And you're like, it's
0: funny, but also I feel bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <It> makes <laughs> like, you makes like, I need have to shower be. After. Yeah. You're like, Ugh, yeah,
0: I don't like it. Yeah. I feel that. Or like um, Owen Wilson and like Vince Vaughn, like, oh my God, I hate yeah. uh, See, I'm uh, not into Ben that, Stiller. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it. So, but it's like, I don't want to judge it based off of. The fact that I don't like that genre. But that's the only thing I can base it off of. So I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. <laughs> just because I guess I would... I, honestly, and looking at the big nine, it makes me appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. Because it isn't it isn't a bad movie at all. Like, it's not. I think...
0: And the like, fact that in... it's in the genre that we were just mentioning all of these men. Like, it's such a male-dominated field. And mm-hmm. the ones that women have done have been, like, aggressively, like, marketed... For like, as women yeah like for like feminism yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm almost convinced that they don't actually have as many women behind the scenes I'm gonna look it up because now I'm curious because there's like what three women out there that do comedy and that have been doing comedy for at least five years now Tina Fey it's Tina Fey Amy, Amy Poehler and uh, Kristen Wiig that's it All white and it's like, um, yeah, they're like, all white. Is
1: out there Ali Wong now? Well, not for like that the that past five
0: coming. years. Yeah, I
1: feel, so I feel like, like, like honestly, just in the last five years. Yeah, uh, like within. I, what, I was talking I feel like, like in the past,
0: like if you went six and back.
1: I feel like in the past twenty years, maybe, but I feel like that's just because of privilege. But yeah, because
0: well, Kristen Wiig got like, big after Bridesmaids, which I don't remember when that came out.
1: Yeah, that was kind of more like, recent. That was like twenty fourteen.
0: Yeah. So like after but no, but she was
1: on SNL. She didn't really break into like movies. I think until then, but she was on SNL. I mean, yeah, about like SNL She had people. two movies. Yeah. But no, yeah. Tiffany's
0: had Tiffany Haddish had Girls Trip, and that's what got her They're big. More recent, and yeah. that one, I actually really thought was funny too. And then Ali Wong did like Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I like
1: that one. We
0: should review that one.
1: We should. I, I like, like that one. That one. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Um, Why were we talking about
0: that? (laughs) Uh, Because there's only, like, three of them, and every time one of them comes up, the movies are aggressively marketed as, like, hyper-feminine, like, they're supposed to be the solution to, like, (laughs) sexism as comedy, and you're like, there's so many expectations thrust on them for their comedy, and they Mm -hmm. aren't allowed to actually just be comedians ever, which men Mm -hmm. already hate female comedians because they, mm-hmm. they call them female comedians instead of just comedians <laughs> mm-hmm. and so yeah it's like you're already against the grain but in order like they made a good movie that actually like it hits a lot of the like the genre uh, like I guess requirements of like jokes and like the types of like wonky things that happen and like you know like all of that stuff while still actually being like nuanced and careful and you know Mm. like meaningful so yeah like cause I mean there's some movies by like Kristen Wiig that I'm just like I don't like that yeah oh (laughs) like I don't like the the, like dynamics of the women or like how the women are represented and I I guess I also understand that there's probably a lot more other things that are involved in that movie like I don't know how much control she actually has Mm -hmm. in those movies like if she's just the main character or if she actually gets to write the script or Mm -hmm. like what that's like because a lot of the guys that do their movies they'll act in them or write them or do both Mm -hmm. and some a lot of times they're also the director Mm -hmm. which is another thing in itself (laughs) like Mm -hmm. the fact that they already just get so much more opportunity to produce Mm -hmm. stuff that is what stupid (laughs) pardon the judgment But, you know, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it really did accomplish a feat just to be as well known as it is. And especially for the fact that this is Olivia Wilde's directorial debut. This is mm-hmm. her m- first movie ever. Yeah, it did
1: well. Crazy. I think it's just, um, I think it's good just in comparison to the fact that last week on Atomic Blonde, or whenever this comes out, on Atomic Blonde, um, we were like talking shit about how ugly it was and shit, or at least I was. I was like, "It's not that cute. It's not as good as I remember. Like, it's kind of ugly." Da da da. But like this one, I feel like holds up, and I feel like a lot of the visuals are built to hold up, and it's not corny the way that like literally Atomic Blonde was like um, niche in a way that made you aware of it. But this movie, I yeah, it was extremely really yeah in, in its technical uh, areas. Yeah. 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 yeah
0: niche in the way that you were aware of it that's a good way to describe that
1: (laughs) because it's like so weird and specific but then you're like this is weird and specific like you're kind of thinking yeah i was yeah (laughs)
0: like you watch it and you're like this is yeah it's very specific to that movie (laughs) in that yeah like comic or whatever (laughs) yeah it's funny that's a good one i think we've already (laughs) or i probably have already mentioned the movies that I was gonna say as recommendations.
1: I, hold on, let me, oh, I'm using my phone. Okay, let me get let me get my list up, because I think I have some that I haven't said before, I think.
0: I know I have, like, at least one more that I was gonna say.
1: Um... Okay, then let's do recommendations. You can go first.
0: Okay, so... I would recommend always be my maybe. I would recommend Plan B, obviously. Um, and then I was gonna also say, um, what was it? Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
1: Oh nice.
0: Yeah. And then dang there was another one. I'm blanking on it though, so you go. <laughs>
1: I think, so I have a couple, actually. So I think the first one I would recommend is Ghost World. My friend Jen actually put me on to that one. It came on the t- early, early, early 2000s. It was one of the I have been Jefferson's meaning to watch that. Yeah, so it's it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's. I enjoyed watching it. It is a product of its time. And so there's things <laughs> that are like kind of, that would not, fly now Mm -hmm. like literally in the movie she's like 18 and she kisses fucking steve buscemi who's like (laughs) and it's like it's weird and it's like but like honestly i think that was the original jen was telling me about it like that was like the first ever sort of like manic pixie dream girl like Uh, coming of age movie about the two uh, best friends and they're (laughs) growing up and it's growing pains and it's kind of funny and it's more it's it's a lot more serious i think Mm -hmm. um but that one i feel like just because it's kind of like That was kind of the first, I feel like, that'd be a good one. Mm. Another one that I enjoyed watching, it wasn't the best movie ever, but it's kind of similar, The Edge of Seventeen, the remake. Oh! uh, The one with um, that singer in it, I can't remember.
0: Yeah, Haley Steinfeld.
1: Haley Steinfeld, yeah. So that one was more serious, but again, it was like a coming-of-age movie. Um, I liked the character, the main character. She's actually a good actress. I feel like she should act more than she sings. (laughs)
0: Honestly, yeah. Me too.
1: Yeah. Um... (laughs) So that one was really good and kind of similar. And then the third one I would recommend is this movie called Spontaneous. Have you heard of it?
0: I don't know. Describe it. Um, I may have. <laughs>
1: Not sure so about. it's like it's like a coming of age movie as well. So I'm kind of recommending more coming of age than comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because I think if you like high school movies, you'll like this. So it's about this um, high school in a town, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's never explained why, but every like people at the school just literally just start exploding. like they they don't know why they like they literally just in class someone will fucking explode and in the midst of all of this the main character like falls in love with this guy and it's like it's like it almost kind of reminds me of like the pandemic and shit because it's like they they closed down the schools everyone's quarantined like they're like we need to give you guys tests and this and that but they're like we don't want to lose each other and we don't know what's causing it and like all this stuff and then one by one they're friends and stuff and it sounds, like, kind of gross and weird, but it's a fun and, like, heartfelt movie. And it was kind of funny. And I watched it randomly on Hulu, I think. this was. Oh my in, gosh, i watched going to pull it up.
0: <laughs> it was,
1: I think it's only, like, 90 minutes. It was pretty good. And so I think if you like Booksmart and you kind of like dorky, weird stuff, mm-hmm. then I think that you would like Spontaneous because it was, like, it was a funky, cool movie. And I would recommend that to people. <laughs> yeah.
0: The other one I was going to recommend, I remembered, was Ten um, Things I Hate About You.
1: Oh. <sighs> I still haven't seen that. I need to.
0: Yeah. No, I
1: like that one too.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's all I have, unless you have
1: anything. No, I think that's it. All
0: right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and uh, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok. You can find us at at Femme Podcast. All one word, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'd love to hang out with you guys, talk with you guys. Our DMs are open, so feel free to send us messages, questions. Um, this one, actually, I'm gonna address this on air because I <laughs> I forgot to to answer it really. Um, but someone had DM'd us uh, asking us about like our red flag movies because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> We made a TikTok about, like, green flag movies, and then we definitely were talking about red flag movies at some point last season. And they asked us, what's the deal with Donnie Darko and why are men obsessed with it?
1: <laughs> I've never seen it, so I don't I know. also
0: have not seen it, but I do know that every dude that I've ever met that mentions Donnie Darko is kind of like, they're all, like, the same person. So I want to know, like, from you guys, if you could, like, DM us somewhere and like answer this question like if you've seen it or have an answer i feel bad because i couldn't answer that question but i would love to answer this question and i'm very curious now so if you guys have an answer please reach out to us and tell us what you think (laughs) (laughs) all right have a good night or good day whatever time it is um
1: and bye bye